Hey folks, welcome back. It's me, Alec, uh, ready to have another fun chat with some wonderful research folks, where once again, we're previewing some of our wonderful speakers coming up for UXRConf in just a few weeks' time. Hope to see you there. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking to two wonderful people, both of whom are research managers at a company you may have heard of called Spotify. In fact, you might be listening to this on Spotify. Wow, meta. Uh, and they are Ashley Graham and Alex Hornsby. Welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, very excited to chat. I'm assuming you both met when you were working at Spotify. That would that would make sense, wouldn't it? Yes, yeah, we, we did. did. I don't know who started first. I think, do you start first, Ashley? I think you did. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. That's before me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, around the same time. We've both been there like just over two years. That's that's really cool. So so been there a little while. What, um, Alex, let's start, start with you. What were you doing before Spotify? What was your kind of like, what was your kind of your journey to getting to this spot today? Yeah, um, I guess I took like a relatively conventional journey. Um, so I studied like social sciences as my undergrad um, and international business as a master's. And then I kind of fell straight into research, but more on the consulting side in agency. So for the first kind of seven years of working in insights, I was working more in kind of a, a smaller international based agency where we did work across a number of different sectors. So I was working for clients in tech, but also across beauty, lifestyle, all different areas of different brands um, and doing a lot of international projects. So I did a lot of kind of heavy call work, you know, everything from understanding users' relationship with health for PepsiCo in Thailand to understanding beauty for L'Oreal in Brazil. So a lot of, a lot of traveling, a lot of understanding how culture and uh, trends influence users' behaviors and their needs. And so when I came to Spotify, this kind of domain of international research, kind of heavy qualitative ethnographic research uh, was definitely kind of my my passion point and my sweet spot. And so now within the team that I sit in at Spotify, which is focused on growth, we focus heavily on that type of work, thinking about how we can better suit the needs of our users across the world in all the different countries that we're currently live in. Cool. And Ashley, how about you? Well, I think I took somewhat of an unconventional path into user research, but over time I'm learning there's more folks like me. So I started out studying architecture. So I have a bachelor's of architecture from Howard University, um, which I think really brings a systemic lens to my work. So I knew I didn't want to be an architect. So I went to grad school and really started pursuing social innovation and social research through a program called Transdisciplinary Design at Parsons. And that was really where user research became part of my practice. So from a work context, I started my career at IBM, uh, working on some like really complex, nerdy customer spaces. So I worked on the mainframe and understanding how system programmers could like better do their job to keep, you know, a Walmart or a like large bank up and running. And started to also pursue a career or a path in service design and customer experience, really trying to understand like how do these complex B2B spaces transition from you know really technical and complex to more seamless, like modernized experiences. So throughout my career, I've really been focused on the B2B space, thinking about you know, how do businesses and individuals get their jobs done, how do they reach their goals? And then coming to Spotify, 
um, a place really focused in on user experience and really great at it. Uh, I've now been building a practice around B2B experience and how do we take those very user-centric lens to our work and apply it to spaces like advertising and podcast publishing. So the team I lead focuses on advertiser experience and podcast publisher experience, very meta, um, and try to make those like best in class, bring new technology and capabilities to those valuable customers. Can I hit you up for some tips later on how we can improve the podcast? Yes, happy to help out. <laughs> awesome. Uh, always looking to, to step our game up. Cool. That's that's super neat. So you guys, uh, clearly you both work on pretty, it feels like pretty different parts of the business, would you mm-hmm. say? Yes. That, I mean, I, I suppose that's one of the exciting things about working at a big tech firm is, you know, there's there's a lot to do, isn't there? Yeah. And I think that's one of the nice things about Spotify is that we do have a really robust, mature user research community. Um, and so even though within our day-to-day practices, a lot of us can be working on very different things, there is a lot of opportunity to share knowledge, come together, exchange, um, and work on collaborative projects, whether that's a side project or whether that's something that's kind of a higher company-wide initiative alongside working in our specific areas as well. So uh, I feel like I, I know a lot of the, the user researchers at Spotify well, even though there's many of us and we're located all over the place. That That's really neat. I mean, this actually ties in a little bit to what you're going to be speaking about, because I think you guys, this was a started as a side project um, for both of you. But before we get into that, tell me a bit about what that looks like. I, I think a lot of researchers work either on very, very small teams or maybe on their own. You know, how does a big research team like the one at Spotify, how are you guys interfacing with each other, learning from each other? Are there things that you're doing together on a regular basis? I'd love to hear a bit about that. Yeah, I'll kick it off. Um, so I think in terms of the broader team, we really share a passion around the practice, strong methodologies, like continuously learning and getting better at our craft, how to collaborate with other disciplines like behavioral science, data science, uh, our product design partners. And then you can think from there, uh, there are smaller teams that work on focus areas like advertisers, publishers, global uh, research, for example. And so we have like a larger community, but also these smaller communities where we dive in and really focus and bring value to um, particular products or teams. That's neat. Do you guys have like regular meetings and stuff like that? Do you get get to present your work to each other? Yeah, I think uh, we have a research ops team which sits across the business, which is really good at bringing us together for those larger scale events. So one thing that we have sometimes once a year, sometimes twice a year is our internal insights conference where user researchers, data scientists are encouraged to share some of the bigger projects that they've worked on with other Spotifyers. Um, And that's always a really great opportunity to Uh, find out a little bit more about what everyone's working on. Uh, We also have a bunch of events where we host external speakers to come and talk about different topics, but also uh, internal user researchers might host a kind of a lunch and learn type session on whether it's a project that they've worked on that's been super interesting or a methodology or technique that they have expertise in. So we always have these kind of semi-social, semi-educational events popping up in our calendar where we can kind of connect at that broader level, alongside the kind of smaller team-based activities that we do within the user researchers in our in our set business units as well. That's awesome. Cool. This, let's let's segue into what you're going to be talking about a little bit here. 
So this, I think, started as a side project. Maybe you can start off by by giving us a high-level overview of what it is and why you started it. Sure. Um, so thinking back to 2020, at the height of the Black Lives... All-time greatest years. One of the best yeah. ones, right? Everybody <laughs> looks fondly on 2020. <laughs> Highlight of a year. Um, we were going through a lot. And I think the world was going through a lot. And one of those themes was racial injustice. The death of or the murder of George Floyd um, really had an impact on all of our thinking about how we can make change in the world. And in Spotify in particular, we had a really engaged community and conversation around um, how can we think about racial injustice and addressing inequity in the workplace. And so Alex actually started thinking about how does user research play a role? How can we use our unique skills in order to think about addressing inequity in the workplace? And so I'll hand it off to you, to Alex, to talk about how you started. Yeah, I guess uh, I started having some conversations with our diversity, inclusion and belonging team, which is a kind of official uh, team within Spotify who looks at these issues across the board. And they wanted to think about, okay, what can we do to better the experience for Black employees at Spotify? And I think a conventional route to doing that within a lot of these big organizations is to take a very top-down approach and just start with leadership and think, okay, what solutions can we try and implement? And I think after the Black Lives Matter movement, that's what we saw a lot of tech companies do, just kind of scrambling to impart some initiatives because uh, they felt pressured to do so and they panicked to do so. But a lot of them weren't necessarily following like a very thoughtful approach. And I think when it comes to a lot of our businesses, you know, at least at Spotify, something we take pride in is taking a very user-centric, insights-led approach to every decision we make, particularly as it pertains to our product. And so we started thinking, okay, well, if we're doing that when it comes to our product, why are we not taking the same approach when it comes to how we approach these broader, strategic, more cultural initiatives as well? And so working with our DIB team, we started thinking about, okay, what would this look like if we did actually take a more user-centric approach and designed a program whereby we started with our Black employees, really understood what their needs were, what their challenges were, and what their lived experience was of being a Black employee at Spotify, and actually use that as a starting point to design a series of initiatives that would hopefully, in the long term, implement change and help us to better their experience, improve our attention, um, and be a lot more effective than something that we would just quickly uh, kind of strap on as a Band-Aid solution, uh, which I think some companies did in this panic mode setting. No way. You're kidding. <laughs> they didn't do a thoughtful oh, no, thing? Shocking, they just... right? <laughs> <laughs> so in our case study, we'll really talk about our experience leading this work, take the audience through the methodologies we applied, and also share some principles of how to do this well, or better than a Band-Aid solution, right? Really employing a program that we can track and measure and understand our impact over time. Yeah. And I think obviously, you know, our specific case study was very much related to racial equality and improving the situation within our workplace as it pertained to uh, Black employee retention and engagement. But hopefully the principles that we apply and some of the other use cases we share will show how these techniques and how this approach can be applied to not just uh, projects related to, you know, systemic injustices, 
but actually a, a whole range of different use cases that one can experience around uh, working in a, a tech company. So whether that's something that's related to HR, whether that's something related to uh, broader workflow processes, um, anything that's kind of beyond the OKR board, these conversations will hopefully uh, be useful for thinking about how can I use my skills to really implement change? Yeah, I think that's really that's really neat. And one of the things that got me excited about what what you were proposing was that exactly that idea of, you know, usually when we do our work, we're always focused externally, right? But research is all about just understanding people and things. And there's no reason that you can't take that and apply that inwards, is there? Yeah, absolutely. And I think even since we've started, well, we kickstarted this process over a year and a half ago now, I think it's been an inspiration to other user researchers within Spotify and actually not just user researchers, but program managers, ops teams about how they can utilize our skills to help improve processes. So for example, I had someone reach out to me who wanted to set up something similar for an associate product manager's uh, program that they were implementing at Spotify and how we can start with understanding the needs of our associate product managers to really scale and open up this program for uh, more junior employees. So there's definitely a number of use cases where something like this could be instigated by anyone with user research skills. That's the thing I really love about user research is that it truly can be applied to any context. Anywhere there's people or problems or complexity um, or change to be made, you know, user research can follow and, and become part of that process. So excited to share how we think, you know, that can, that can play out for others. I couldn't agree more. When you were going through this, I imagine one of the challenges that is kind of distinct from doing this type of work with uh, like users of a product is you are kind of part of the community you're trying to study, <laughs> right? And so, I mean, it's it, certainly in this specific case with what you did, but also, I mean, you can apply this more broadly, you know, if you're trying to understand like employee onboarding practices, like you were onboarded at some point. How did you manage? And obviously, there's a lot going on in the world <laughs> at that time, too. So, you know, maybe you're feeling a little unsettled, too. Like, how did you manage like this project being both the individual driving the research, but also being part of the, the community it's designed for almost, right? Yeah. I think there, there are some advantages to being part of the user group, right? Uh, one, that you do have some context for the problem. Um, but also that, you know, in a case of a Black employee in an organization who might not feel comfortable sharing their experience with someone that isn't like them, you know, we were really able to go deep with um, other Black employees and really understand their challenges so we could surface those in a way that was real and also protected, you know, protecting their identity or their, their personal outcomes or needs. Yeah. And I think with that as well, it was definitely something that we discussed a lot, you know, like what bias do we bring to this situation and how can we try and mitigate for that as much as possible? And as user researchers, you know, that's something that we're always having to be conscious of and trying to do in, in any project that we work on. But I think one thing that we did to try and make sure that we weren't just basing it off our experience was to collect a lot of data and speak to a lot of employees and do a literature review and the other methodologies that we will go through in more detail in our talk, making sure that we, you know, were very rigorous about how we collected the data, how we thematized it, and how we then converted that into an insight story uh, that we told to our stakeholders was really important so that we could really validate, you know, everything that we were saying with a number of different data points. 
And I think to Ashley's point, the tricky thing there was that obviously in this case, it's a very emotional, very personal topic and something that we spoke to in relative confidentiality with everybody that we interviewed. So we also promised an anonymity to those employees, which kind of gave us a a new set of challenges in itself. But we made sure to kind of caveat for those. And in the end, our approach to doing that was to create the story of a fictional employee who we called Gabby. And we told the whole experience of what it was like to be a Black employee at Spotify. What are the really great things that employees face, but also what the challenges were through the story of Gabby and her first person experience. And so that not only allowed us to protect anonymity, but it also allowed us to tell like a very powerful emotional narrative that really hooked in our stakeholders and really enabled them to think about things from a point of view of the user group in this situation. Well, I think this is super interesting and I can't wait to hear more about it. So in just a few weeks, we're going to we're gonna have that opportunity. Yes. So I'm, I'm super excited to be having both of you um, speaking at UXRConf this year. And thanks for joining me on the podcast. Thanks for, thanks having, for us. having us. Awesome. Now, if you, like me, are excited to hear Ashley and Alex's talk in just a few weeks at UXR Conference, there are two, not one, but two ways you can do that. The first one is be one of the few that joins us in person in Brooklyn, New York at 99 Scott. We've only got a couple hundred of spots available. You can grab an in-person ticket at uxrconference.com. Another option, if you prefer to just hang out at home and and learn, uh, you can get a free, that's right, free remote ticket. Same place, uxrconference.com. All the same great content, all the same wonderful learnings. In any case, I'm excited to learn with you. So thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Take care.